Hey, 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 it's me, Katie here. Grab a notebook, add a cuppa, and join me in the Sociology Staff Room. Okay, hello, and welcome to the Sociology Staff Room. We've got Nabir with us today, talking about 21st Sociology. So first of all, Nabir, thank you so much for coming and spending some time to talk to us. Oh, no problem at all. Thank you for having me. Um, quite exciting to be on the podcast, but yes, thank you. <laughs> oh, I'm super excited too. I know you've done some work for us as well already at TTU, um, looking at 21st uh, Sociology. And I thought, well, do you know what? You know, this is interesting. This is something I'm interested in. I'm sure lots of other people would be interested in it. Um, <laughs> and so I've got a lot of questions around it. And I think there's also some elements of anxiety around 21st sociology, just because of the specifications, potentially whatever example you might be working for, also the reflection on textbooks and whether it's worth mm. taking that risk or not, I suppose. So my sort of first question to you, like obviously in, in lots of exam style questions or with reference, they refer to this like contemporary element. Um, and in my, a lot of students will ask me this question. What do you understand as contemporary, whether there's a reference to contemporary? So um, I completely agree that especially AQA has specified contemporary sociology in, in its specification. We, the exam board expects to see that knowledge and other exam boards as well. Um, and from my understanding, contemporary essentially describes what is happening currently in society. So what is happening essentially now? Um, and when I have to teach this, I often sort of put that into sort of postmodernism. So the, the society we live in now can be considered postmodern. What are the current trends? What are the current patterns? Have there been any changes? And essentially, how are you showing your knowledge on the current situation in Britain and on an international scale too. What is currently happening? Um, so for example, when I teach divorce, I often refer to the most recent statistics and the most recent trend. Um, and that is you showing you know exactly what's happening right now. Um, to put that into what what exactly we mean, if that makes sense. Yeah, of course it makes sense. So keeping it sort of like, as you said, the word, I feel like we've used the word contemporary a lot here, but, uh, you know, you, may, you definitely made sense there that it's something that's maybe yeah. current that's happening both uh, within the UK and internationally. So yeah. why is that so? Now, obviously, there is that sort of expectation for some different examples for that, but mm. why is it so important, first of all, for a student to look at contemporary? And then secondly, mm. why is it important for a teacher? Because obviously there is that, you know, element is, we know there's exams, but ultimately there is obviously a moral obligation as well, isn't there, for us mm -hmm. to understand contemporary. So what is that important, firstly for the students, but why also for the teachers potentially to look at that? So with, with sociology, contemporary knowledge is sort of at the heart of the subject. So whether you're studying at A-level or at university, you need to understand what is currently happening. So the discipline itself lends to this sort of understanding on what is currently going on and how can we explain this it's sort of at the heart of what sociologists do and this is what they find fascinating and interesting so for a student to to be a sociologist you need to understand what what exactly is happening now because the textbooks that we might be using aren't changing every year however society changes at a rapid pace and uh, what was happening a week ago is very different to my, what might be happening now. So as a student, 
we it's it's sort of impossible to keep up with all the trends but to have a general understanding of where we are in terms of our attitudes where we are in terms of the justice system that for now at the moment i'm drawing my attention for my students i'm drawing their attention towards the cost of living crisis because that's got huge implications for the social class debate and inequality so essentially as a student you've got to try and keep on top of current affairs and for a teacher we've sort of got the subject knowledge and specialism and expertise that can allow us to filter what what students should learn um so for example a lot of my students are quite interested in uh current debates on punishment and they are grappling between you know should we have prison systems or is rehabilitation the way forward and as a subject specialist i can show them examples of well what do they do around the world and what is happening now and that would give my students a picture on punishment and what that looks like today and how it's very complex so essentially students do have a responsibility to keep up to date and teachers have a responsibility to help cultivate that interest in what is happening right now and where they can get that information um in in a in a sense by understanding what's happening now we can sort of look towards the future and anticipate what what might future trends be and and it's sociologists who are really driving that there's no other discipline i think that does it in our in our capacity um so in a nutshell as a as a student as a teacher and as a citizen we do need to know what's happening right now because it does affect our lives and we are ex lucky to study in a subject that encourages us to learn those things so that i think should should be a responsibility that we all sort of collectively take um like my students often send me stuff like oh i watched this episode of black mirror and it was really relevant to what we were looking at about social media and it sort of is a mutual recipro reciprocal relationship i suggest things and they suggest things and that that can be quite a nice dynamic as well in the classroom yeah thank you you said so you said so many things i just want to touch upon her you said yeah. some really great things one was like it's you know sociology and we are fortunate and lucky and i think we sort of to remind ourselves that our subject is moving forward and that uh, you know sociology today i think you said was is not the same as next week as it is well, next mm. year and it will constantly change and we're lucky mm. to be able to do that to keep it contemporary you and that and that's both important for our students but also for us and i think you also mentioned about this idea that our role is to cultivate that and it's sort of nice it will come on to my next which we'll come to in a minute um but cultivating that that inquiry as well and then the sort of the last point that you sort of elaborate was really interesting was the fact that yes it is important to be as students as learners but also you use the word as citizens and i think that's sometimes we sort of forget that yes there are exams but actually we also have sociology allows us to have that um i suppose that social citizen responsibility as well mm -hmm. um, to have that sense yeah. of in inquiry to keep us critical keeping that thing you talked to you sort of you said some things there of how you helped to embed it um and i know that maybe some you know i know that you've been now teaching for six years and you head of social uh, sociology within your school um 
there's some people at different points in their career that may be a bit nervous about embedding mm-hmm. uh, contemporary material. Are we going off piece a little bit? Um, it's not it, that that concept or that name or that piece of research is in, in the a specification. So mm-hmm. I suppose there's sort of two questions there. The first question is how do you embed it? And then can we be too contemporary that we end up becoming you know, very those like oh, just casual conversations that someone who hasn't taken sociology would talk about as well. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I suppose there's two questions: how do you embed, and then maybe like the next part is that: is there a way? How do we draw the line to keep it still sociological and not just sort of something that is sort of general chit chat? Yeah, completely. Um, okay, make sure you let me know if I don't answer both sides because <laughs> my mind is like buzzing right now, and I think the subject can sometimes have this sort of reputation of it's sort of like just glorified discussion and it's mm. just basically um oh if you like to debate then a level sociology is for you and we just talk about stuff and it and it doesn't it's not entirely that it is a very academic rigorous a level um so i think to answer the first part of your question about how we embed it teachers um need to make a judgment call here so we know what it is that our students need to know so if it is something that is essential like when I'm teaching um, educational inequalities in social class I need to show the most recent data on uh, what which so did free school meal pupils do better at GCSEs compared to non-free school meal pupils that is a trend that changes and that is at the heart of uh, one of the units that we study so having that as an up-to-date sort of um, having an up-to-date graph or statistics, it's really easy to Google. You can go on Office of National Statistics website and that's that done. Um, we are lucky we just had like the census survey. So if that something from there is relevant to if we're studying about religion or secularization, then something as simple as a statistic is quite easy to find and is often a good starting point for a topic. But on the flip side, we might be wary that, well, this is maybe a little bit off topic or is a little bit um, different, but it's still sociological. So for that, teachers might want to encourage some reading at home, um, or you might want to differentiate and say, you know, um, some, everyone should read the first three pages, but those of you who want to push yourself, read the first 10, let's say. So you can, um, encourage it in a more sort of in your own time at your own pace sort of way now the other sort of ways in which I often embed contemporary material is using um, sort of videos or news reports and news headlines there's been times where I've actually used clips from this morning on uh, a woman who's had many children and it was about uh, new right policies on families and whether we should encourage the benefit system so something like that was just four minutes long but it got the class talking about well what is the role of the government when it comes to the family um so i think to answer your first question about embedding it into lessons there's statistics there's recent media so whether that's news headlines or um videos and one thing that does require some commitment could be like books or contemporary film and movies that you need to dedicate time to as a teacher but can be quite helpful for students and sort of situates the learning in their context um i you know we're all very busy and i don't always have time for that so i put that on them 
and I say you guys make a whole recommended watch list and I'll tell the year 12s to watch it or it can become quite collaborative and they get really excited um, and they take ownership on that so they're the ones who are engaging in social media most of them are who can use their expertise um, and the second part of your question. I just want to wrap up on that, just say something about the points you made because you said they're really important. Um, and I thought actually if we might get, if I move to the next question, it's my thoughts for just asking so many questions. And it, <laughs> what you said was really good. Like there are sort of non-negotiable things that need to be contemporary almost is the statistics. We can't be talking about, like you've mentioned, free school meals without talking about current data that might be like, you know, something from the 1980s or something. You need something from the current day and obviously yeah. like you just mentioned the census is coming out now the next load is due out in november and december so we need to be using that data we can't be putting on a powerpoint something that's historically out of date and that's our job as a teacher to do that um the second thing you mentioned as well is the idea that you can use it as a starter activity which is fantastic you know just create that stimulus and then applying i think you you said that you know apply the theory theory to that you mentioned you right so yes it's talking about something maybe colloquial that's on like uh mainstream media but then applying that mm. that sociological bit but then i said the interesting bit is actually what you said as well at the end it's not just the onus of the teacher and then you said that actually you get your students to do some of that work because they are in touch with social media yeah. and that they and do you know what i mean this is me sounding like an ancient person um you know but they are on it on some stuff like oh, the, yeah. they are on it and i i'm not i'm not in with tiktok but like that stuff is really blowing up in regards to sociology i actually asked my students that question yesterday and i said why do you think that's blown up so big sociology is massive on tiktok like there, there's a thing called and maybe again this is like me showing my age but the young sociologists out there will know maybe what i'm talking about the sociology teachers there's doing this thing oh they're talking about male gaze basically and there's like a, a trend that's like dress for a man dressing for a woman i don't know if oh, you've seen wow. that so it's all about male gaze and the oh, kids perfect. don't understand it and basically it's a three because it's going to be three minutes can't it or something on on tiktok yeah. um yeah and so it's like basically i dress for a man i dress for a you know and it's just you know and it's looking at films and analyzing the films and just picking out, picking out clips so the kids are like in it they just know wow. it and like and i'm like wow like so yeah you're right just give that ownership to the students because it is yeah. And they said to me, the reason it's happening is because of lockdown. Lockdown yeah. got everyone questioning the yeah. social. That is like, a, I feel like there's a research project from that. Like it's like the mini enlightenment. Like, so yeah, our students. So I think you've mentioned some really important things that, that you know, yeah. isn't all about us as teachers taking the responsibility yeah. to the 21st stuff. It's actually throwing it and giving that ownership to the students. And, and if you make it official and it seems as it seems really special and give them all different responsibilities like you find stuff on this unit and it gets it can get very very um exciting for them and really relevant to the subject and it's a good thing for them because they're often engaging in this and they don't realize oh this is sociological i'm doing what i'm doing in class i'm literally doing it on my phone <laughs> And then before they know it, they can't run away from the subjects. <laughs> so it can it can really get, make it like sort of relevant and sort of I think contemporary for them. And they often are. You are completely right. They're often more on the ball than we are. Um, and they are seeing these trends, and they can like 
that even like stuff like tweets. I once had a, a student who engaged in a really heated discussion with their parents about meritocracy, and I said, "Send me the screenshot of your text." And then <laughs> I just put that on the board. I blurred out like the dad's number or whatever. But we were engaging with that, like, oh, he's such a functionalist, and they were <laughs> using the language. So I think teachers need to just, you know, don't feel don't feel like pressured to be up to date. The students have that asset, and putting it on them does alleviate the burden. But the things that we know as social scientists, like where's the data? I've recently used a lot of. Um, new adver advertising that incorporates lots of different family structures like there's like the McCain chips mm. advert that has all these different family types and what they all agree upon is that McCain chips are amazing so I think that something there's there's assets and expertise that we bring and they have their own and finding the right balance between the two and I think the safest sort of bet when it comes to oh I don't know if this is too off topic is if you give it as homework there's it there's there's it removes that pressure of oh i'm going to run out of time to finish the course like they they're doing it in their own time and i think when you start to sort of be brave with different sort of materials and videos or headlines you you start to develop a sort of way to discern this is going to help or this is you know your class they're gonna get distracted they're gonna <laughs> completely lose their mind if i show them this video and we won't get around to that 10 marker at the end so i think just... <laughs> it's, and it's hard especially when you're enthusiastic hey like you know like you said like especially like you can get into a little wormhole yourself in a lesson you literally you know like five minutes is gone and you talked i think i've like literally half an hour talk about femininity the other day and I was like hang on a minute this what have I done like that 10 mark is not happening today um, exactly. but then I think you said it brings joy to the lesson someone spoke about this the other day um, I was speaking to someone about yeah. um positive psychology and the, the idea is bringing joy to the lesson and actually it might be the thing that engages students to the lesson because the theory could be potentially dry you know looking at functions and Marxism but actually yeah. then applying it to that, real life is that, is then think, oh, ah sociology is real and then like you said then that you're gonna get not gonna get that out of them they're gonna be looking at like you've ruined social media for them now like that's all they're gonna be looking yeah, at exactly and if if you're engaged in a really good discussion and it's getting rich like I tend to include a stimulus maybe at the end of the topic after they've learned all the important concepts and now they have a basis to engage in this debate for example when i was teaching beliefs in society um towards the end i showed them kanye west's spiritual service and what he was doing with um in terms of sort of singing gospel and then they were using their key terms oh is that spiritual pick and mix does this count as a cult oh it's social solidarity and they have the knowledge so it, it, it sometimes it is best to sort of err on the side of caution where oh i really need to teach them this first and that's fine teach them that first and come to whatever it is afterwards and that's okay too um it really depends on your own style and you know your class better than anyone um i find that if they've gotten in a really good contemporary and rich discussion there's no harm in tying it up together and writing a little bit and I'm going to summarize this side of the argument and you guys chip in to help. we need to tie this together because I don't want you to lose this and you can bring it in later in your essays or something to make it pragmatic and boring but it's something that they'll be like oh at least I took something away from that and they'll remember it um so I think to, to, for teachers, especially where we, 
we do have this responsibility we are teaching sociology we, especially those of us who've been teaching it for a long time we have a new cohort every year so they are coming with their own experiences and this is a responsibility that i think us compared to other subjects we do have but just to enjoy it and make it easy for yourself you know your workload uh, and don't feel like you have to sort of cram in as much as you can it might be for some topics there are some things that you are easily able to incorporate and for others you just leave for later you know that, that there's always homework at the end of the day <laughs> that makes it valuable doesn't it that's when my homework does become valuable exactly what you said yeah. i mean it's just got it's so much and i thought it was really interesting that you just said that point that like maybe if we feel we know our own strengths and our own areas for development like if it is something you feel like you need to get that content that theory done then they actually do that first and then that application can come happen afterwards rather than like mm. bring it in as a starter or a similar. So that's a really valuable point you made there. Another really valuable point that you made was, you know, and I know it's something you were developing like around sort of the students bring that to mm. the table, but bring it in as homework, as you said. And and, and and it's almost like we bring the theory or introduce theory, we bring that to the party, the sociology party, the <laughs> methodological sociological party, and they bring the studies, uh, and mm. other studies, the real life examples. Um, and then between you, you're working collaboratively, say again, I've just left my bracing, by the way, uh, I didn't take it out of that. Uh, you're working in a collaborative way rather than, you know, working for the students and exactly. you're doing like 100% of the work um, and they're part of that journey instead. So there's so many sort of just useful tips just to remind us it's actually something we shouldn't be frightened of doing. Um, yeah. And if we need to, we use it as part of our sort of flip learning um, rather than something that comes into the lesson. So Definitely. thinking about this, you know, I know I'm conscious that you, of time, I can see you're at work yourself, you're teaching, so I'm like, okay, <laughs> I, I, I'm very, very lucky to have your time. I feel like that I should teach with you i thought we'd have a really good time i think we'd like have a few fun lessons we should teach each one day <laughs> we'd have a really good time we probably would get much done but we'd have a really good time the students would love yeah, it <laughs> um what um what studies i mean we've talked a lot about examples are there particular studies that can look socially like you said that some of the text some of the text not all research is coming out all the time um are there any particular contemporary 21st sociologists that you think you know let's get our students on um we should introduce into it is there one that you think like your top three or or am i giving you so much of a quota there yeah that that's a difficult one um i would say in terms of research um it i found i found actually that when i it's hard because not everyone would have the time for this but i actually when i plan my lessons i will look at sort of multiple textbooks on the same topic and that can often be quite helpful to be like, oh, well, I usually use this textbook and this, you know, Harold Lambus has got something that I don't usually incorporate. That's usually quite a helpful source for me. Um, but in terms of like names, so I remember um, Pereira, she did a whole sort of covert research, um, pretended to be like a year eight student um, and basically was trying to find out gender differences in, in school and how there are differences in people interactions and to what extent that sort of lends itself to a gendered experience of education. Um, but I, like the rest of you, probably rely on tutor to you to supply me with some of this stuff. <laughs> so we've actually got quite a helpful um, breakdown on some recent contemporary research. Um, 
there was some really helpful stuff in the Guardian specifically about domestic division of labor and COVID. And um, that, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but that was some really helpful insights into how COVID actually exacerbated the triple shift and that women essentially were just confined to the domestic sphere and were having to work and do everything else from home. And this was a burden that only they were facing. Um, and the other thing that I've actually started to recently use is LSE releases reading lists on different oh. topics. And it's like a blog. Um, and it's really helpful, especially for those of you who um, do UCAS references as well. They release sort of recommended readings on different things. So I was just suggesting some stuff to a student who uh, wanted to know more about race in relation to crime. Um, and that's something she's really interested in. And there was this book that was done regarding um, Muslims in Bradford and sort of policing involved in sort of um, communities uh, up north. And that can be really helpful for teachers and for students. I just sent her the link and she tried to find a book that she would like. But that can be really helpful um, for staff or for teachers as well to find out some more up-to-date research um, and some more up-to-date studies that have been that have been produced. Um, and it's all been sort of, um, it's all authentic and real and sociological. <laughs> So that's, no, that's important because it's authenticity, isn't it, sometimes as yeah. well? And that's a really valid point yeah. that you just said. Like, you know, the LSE does a reading list. I know that they also do some free um, webinars as well. Yeah. Um, so they're really important. And obviously using sort of, um, I don't know, try not to mark it here, but the scholar element of like yeah. a, a certain sense search engine, um, they they could bring up um, free journal articles as well, and I think like you know often with the newspapers as well they reference um, the study and you got a hyperlink to that study. So there's quite a lot of different ways. And again, I suppose you could like obviously it's a lot for a teacher to do, but you, like you said, you can get to mm. students to do that if they want to further develop their understanding of that, like you did with the student wanted to know about. I'm still curious on how that 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 um, study of how they pretended to be an eight year, year eight student. Oh, I don't know how that yeah. went down. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure that out. I think she just had like youthful appearance and she managed to covertly blend into this cohort. But she was with them for like a good two, I want to say a few weeks, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but she managed to immerse herself into the environment. And I often get the question a lot when I'm teaching about ethical guidelines and deception. Mm. And it's like, you know, it goes through a board and, it, and sometimes it does get approved if you know how to sort of conduct your research and you know how to explain what you're doing isn't unethical but it's um they they sometimes are so used to just the findings of certain studies and knowing how this was uncovered and how this was revealed that is equally an important process um but yeah i have no idea how she managed to do that <laughs> that's interesting i feel like that's my my new question for today there's lots of great ideas that you shared with me today. And thank you for your time. I appreciate that um, you've got to go off and, and carry on teaching for the day. Um, but thank you. I think it's given me some more bravery to look at some more comp contemporary research uh, and, and put that ownership on students as well, not just on the teachers. So thank you so, so much for your time. I've loved, loved speaking to you. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I love your enthusiasm for sociology um, as well. So thank you. Um, so have a lovely day. Um, and I hope your last is it your last lesson today? You've got one more to go? Or? Um, I actually have to babysit some kids uh, playing some board games. 
So that'll be okay. fun and then I'm done. <laughs> oh, well, enjoy. Enjoy. Maybe partake as well. But yeah. thank you so much for your time and thank you for sharing your, your wealth of knowledge. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, no, thank you so much. This has been really insightful for me as well. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. You take care. Thank you. Bye. 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 The Sociology Stuff Room is brought to you by Tutor to You Sociology. Find us at tutortoyou.net forward slash sociology or follow us on Twitter at tutortoyousoc or Instagram at tutortoyousoc. You can also join our very lively Facebook groups for sociology teachers. See you soon.